0: Today's show is brought to you by Sawyer. Sawyer's the same guys that make the microfilters and water filters. Are you aware that Lyme disease, which is spread by ticks, is the fastest growing infectious disease in the United States and has been found in all 50 states? Lyme disease can cause neurological disorders such as Bell's palsy, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and even severe allergies to red meat. That will make you a vegan. You never got to watch out for that. Sawyer's Permethrin insect repellent repels and kills ticks, mosquitoes and more than 55 other types of insects. It is designed for shoes, clothing, backpacks and other outdoor gear and will even be safe for your dog. It provides an odorless barrier for protection that lasts for up to six weeks and can go through the washing machine six times. If you use Sawyer's Permethrin on your shoes, that makes you 74 times less likely to be bitten by a tick. And if you're not really bitten by a tick, well, then things are good for you as a backpacker. Welcome to the Wanderlearn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I have Gary Rohn, and he is originally from the Deep South, isn't, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from Mississippi. Very good. Uh, and you are an artist, mm-hmm. uh, but not like any other artist that you might think of. Tell us a little bit more about what. You, where did you... Well, now you're doing digital art, but where did you kind of get going? Because um, you, you've been being an artist for over 30 years. Right.
1: Well, it's actually a funny thing. I'm the, I'm the youngest of several children. And uh, uh, art was really the only thing I could do better than my brothers. Uh, so it was sibling rivalry, really. Uh, and so I pursued it. And I had uh, supportive parents and, and supportive teachers. And uh, I got my first job working at a t-shirt shop when I was still in high school and grew up learning the industry, learning how to be creative, um, almost on demand. You have to be creative when you're in a production environment.
0: Hold on right there, uh, because that's actually a really profound thing that you said there, because a lot of people, when they think of artists, and by the way, artists think this also too, is that they have to wait around for their muse, (laughs) Where then you're shaking your head, you're like, no way, go ahead. No way,
1: no way. Um, There's always gonna be failures from time to time when you're trying new things or trying to come up with a good idea but the majority of the time it's almost like uh, uh, your brain the creative side of your brain is is just like any other muscle the more you practice it the more you push it the more you challenge it the easier it becomes for you to retrieve those ideas and retrieve that inspiration rather than just sit around and wait on inspiration to hit I go seek it
0: very good uh, so what do you do when inspiration just is not hitting you hard or you're just not feeling it how how, what do you how do you overcome that uh
1: sometimes it is tough uh luckily uh i have a lot of friends and family and especially a spouse that's real supportive and understands when i hit those lulls that it's not um uh that it's not a choice i i want to be out of that lull uh usually it doesn't last very long simply because i work hard at at trying to look at it from a different angle look at it from a different viewpoint whatever problem I'm facing that I'm not able to solve um, and eventually if I push myself enough I'll, I'll come up with with something that's a solution uh, I'm like most artists I, I'm never truly 100 percent happy with anything I do I always see more that I could do more that I could do better and uh, so I, I think those lulls actually make me uh, appreciate the times when I have creativity flowing easily, even more.
0: Well said. Now, tell us about some of the—it's uh, not virtual reality art, is it? You calling it, or what would you call? How would you characterize what you're doing?
1: Uh, what I'm doing now is I—I I am taking uh, emerging technology, which is the virtual reality technology that's starting to become uh, very prevalent in society. Um, and some of the programs that have already been available and I'm just uh, approaching them from my from my viewpoint I was traditionally trained uh, as far as art skills Uh, I look at things more as a painter or an illustrator rather than a graphic designer position so when I look at this new technology um, I approach it differently than a lot of other artists uh, which has set my art and myself uh, apart from the other people that are doing virtual reality art, just simply because I have a different approach. But that's also what makes it exciting, this new technology is, is it's so versatile and, and it's so new that pretty much any artist can, can use it however they want to use it. They can find their own voice, their own style, Within this, and and that's uh, that's why I enjoy it so much, is because it's it's uh, it's exciting. I'm discovering new things I can do. I'm discovering new ways I can put art together and and bring the vision that's in my head to fruition.
0: And so, tell us a little bit about because right now this is just audio, and so they're trying to imagine like how is this guy Gary doing this? Mm-hmm. So you're wearing a VR headset, an HTC VR headset, which is like the Oculus, mm-hmm. if for those who know that, right. and you've got a couple of instruments in your hand to
1: help you guide your palette and your uh, and your pen, I guess. Right. Right, it's um, uh, the 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 system. Just like any other VR system, really, it tracks my movements and puts me in a virtual world. Uh, and you have tools on either hand. One is mainly your your paintbrush or your pen, and the other one is all your options. And and um, I just go to town. Uh, sometimes I start with what the focus of my piece is going to be. Sometimes I start with the environment and 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 narrow it down to the focus. Uh, but there's it's so open ended about how you can approach things like this because it's so new there's not really a standard best way to do it yeah. so i think that's why it appeals to so many people is because you can you can do things the way you want to do them you don't really have to follow any rules
0: have you followed at all blockchain technology not really okay because There are these, I'm going to get this wrong because I'm blanking out on the name, but they're not like fur babies. They're not like, they're crypto kitties. That's it. Crypto kitties are these digital cats Mm -hmm. and kitties basically Mm -hmm. that artists have designed. Mm -hmm. They're purely digital, Mm -hmm. but they are on the Ethereum blockchain, Mm. which makes it so that there's when it says that only 10 of these kitties are made mm-hmm. they're just 10 there's no way to copy or duplicate them period and there's a uh trace of their record and believe it or not so they made someone like let's say a hundred or a thousand of copies but if they made only a one or two copies of a certain one those ones sold for tens of thousands i think even a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars and people were pulling their hair out saying How are people spending over $100,000 for a digital thing, but it is unique because of the blockchain that is able to trace this and shows that it's impossible to duplicate. It's something that you might want to consider because I guess that brings me to my question to you, Gary, is how do you protect piracy from people stealing your art, copying your art, that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, well, that is a tough one. And uh, that's part of it that I'm still exploring. I'm you know, this is so new to me, uh, I'm mean, not that I'm unfamiliar with technology, but this technology is so new to me that uh, that's something that I do want to explore. Uh, I have heard something similar to what you were men- mentioning uh, of an artist in uh, Europe. I'm not exactly where that builds art the same way that I build art, not. My style, but you know the same type of programs, and he does it in virtual reality. That has done the same thing. He only created a limited number, and they're selling for tens of thousands of dollars. And of course, yeah, any artist thinks about that and goes, "Yeah, I want to do that." But uh, you know, the reality is, I'm not sure exactly myself how you would protect that, how you would protect your work. I think the biggest, the biggest thing that's protected my work for, especially the past five years. Uh, is the fact that that I, w- the way that I create my art, I create everything by hand. I mean, I use computers and things, but it's all created by hand. You can see my strokes, my imperfections, my vision in the pieces that I make, and that helps protect them because it it, it makes it very hard to copy them. True.
0: What about can? But you can do undo when you make errors. I imagine. Oh yes.
1: Oh yes. There. I mean, there are some features in this that are. Great. I mean, being able to uh, uh, change colors, being able to uh, correct mistakes you've made, back up steps if you don't like where a certain idea went. And, and also that comes down to the, the very simple practice of artists saving their work. I mean, uh, I save my work very often and I may have a hundred different versions of the same piece of art just because if, I, if I'm unhappy with where the art takes me, I can go back to a newer version.
0: Now tell us about how you're looking at this as a business. Another thing that artists struggle with sometimes is how to make money at this. And you said you invested in this VR technology as an investment, as a business kind of thing. Explain that.
1: Well, in my research, I started reading about how VR is being used uh, in many different industries. The car industries are using it to concept, uh, do new car concepts in three dimensions, because you can work fast if you need to. Um, Some, uh, the health industry is using it to combat some diseases like autism and PTSD and uh, 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 dyslexia. And there's a lot of things that they're using to help people. And, And it's strange, virtual reality technology, it fools your mind just enough to make things that normally you wouldn't think would be helpful become very helpful, especially, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to industries like the travel industry. There's a lot of people that are starting to use virtual reality technology to, virtu- in a virtual sense, visit different places in the world that either, number one, they weren't aren't sure if they want to travel to or not. They can, they can kind of get a sneak peek. Or, uh, you know, if they know they'll never travel there, they can... I'm standing on top of the Great Wall of China. You know, you can, you can experience that for yourself. Uh, the reason I went into it is because I saw the potential for advertising, for uh, uh, and doing music videos, illustrating children's stories, uh, a lot of things that are natural progressions for the work that I already do.
0: Uh we're here by the way at the Safari Club International Show in Reno, Nevada and in case you hear a lot of background noises because there's people walking by. Now what is it that you would like where would you like to see yourself and your art in five or ten years, Gary, in this decade of the twenty twenties, where are you looking to go?
1: Oh wow, that's a big question. <laughs> uh it's it's uh it's it's such an open ended technology and an open ended uh uh road that I'm on here. And I and I'm not saying this like I'm the only one. I follow uh, several other people that have are are approaching this the way that I am in a very serious sense uh, to make something of it. Uh, where uh, where I'll be in five or ten years, I I'm not sure. I really would like to be in more of the advertising end of it. Um, the art that I do and the way that I film it is. Is would be really good for commercials and, and music videos and, and uh, illustrating stories and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's just a natural progression from where I'm at now. So that's, that's where I'm hoping to be.
0: Most of your art, is it just still or is it moving
1: as well? Well, I'm, I'm about to start learning some animation skills. I haven't done that yet. Um, uh, what I'm making now are mainly static, uh, designs but the way that I create them I create them with the intention of filming them to show their dimension uh, the easiest way to put it is I make paintings that you can move through
0: so it's kind of like a CAD image or a 3d image that you kind of navigate through
1: similar to that but it doesn't look as clean and perfect as CAD images it's right. it's very uh organic it's very um uh, loose and and my style tends to be bold and colorful uh, and and as I said, I, I, when I make these, I usually have in mind how i 'm going to film it how i 'm going to present it to someone to show that dimension and depth and, and expansiveness that you can get in a virtual in a virtual world. You've gotten a lot
0: of people excited now listening now they're all curious they want to check out some of your art where can they go to find and look at some of the art that you've produced or buy it
1: uh, you can get me on all the social media uh, Stillwater design solutions is the name of the company or my name Gary Rome uh, and I and I also have a website stillwater- designs dot com
0: wonderful Gary I wish you the best in your digital future and uh, check out blockchain technology it might be just what you need in order to make some sort of a uniqueness to your art and protecting it from piracy.
1: I will. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brett. Right. Thanks.
0: And that concludes this episode of the WanderLearn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to WanderLearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember Ftapon. That's my first initial and my last name. Ftapon is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. And here's one last reason to remember Ftapon. If you like what I do and would like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. And now for five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it somewhere. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.